Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. The story of America's first black Catholic priest begins with a miraculous escape from slavery. It was 1862, the height of the American Civil War, and the young Augustus Tolton, his mother and two siblings, decided to risk their lives and leave the slave state of Missouri. A few months earlier, his father had escaped to join the Union Army. And now the Toltons found themselves pursued through the woods by Confederate soldiers. The harrowing moment is depicted in a new one-man play titled Tolton, From Slave to Priest. Played by actor Jim Coleman, Tolton recounted on stage what happened next. We stayed hidden in the bushes, afraid to breathe, he said. They dragged us out, but like angels coming down from heaven, we saw Union soldiers. They smuggled us into a dilapidated rowboat and pushed out into the mighty Mississippi River. Bullets whizzed over the family's head as the Confederates continued to fire as Tolton's mother rode her children to safety. With each stroke she prayed, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee, Coleman's character said in the play. Once they made it across the muddy river to safety in Illinois, Tolton's mother broke down into tears. Augustus Tolton was born in 1854. His parents had him baptized Catholic, the faith of the family who owned them. After finding their freedom in Illinois, they got directions to the small settlement of Quincy, where they settled and joined a Catholic church. Tolton's mother took him to a Catholic school and asked the priest to allow Tolton to study there. In an interview with the Post, Coleman said Tolton was welcomed into one of the Catholic schools, but was later kicked out because parishioners didn't want a Negro child in the school. Coleman said a priest named Father Peter McGurr was so impressed by Tolton's intelligence that he mentored him, teaching him Latin and Greek. McGurr also encouraged Tolton to enter the priesthood and wrote letters to seminaries across the United States on Tolton's behalf. But none would accept him because of his race. Then McGurr sent a letter to Rome, and something miraculous occurred. Tolton was accepted. In 1880, he left for the Italian city of popes and cardinals and priests to study Catholicism. According to a biography by the Father Tolton Guild, he was ordained six years later at the Basilica of St. John Lateran in Rome. He celebrated his first Mass the following day, Easter Sunday of 1886. The biography said, Pilgrims and tourists must have wondered when they saw a red-robed cardinal taking his place beside a black priest. Tolton thought he would be sent as a missionary to Africa, but the Vatican ordered him to return to the United States. It was said that I would be the only priest of my race in America and would not likely succeed, Tolton wrote. According to the Catholic News Herald, 
He did not fail, though, and he became a popular pastor of St. Joseph Church back in Quincy. But, as Coleman said, Tolton maybe became too popular. Other churches, Catholic and even Protestant, lost white parishioners because people wanted to see the priests who studied in Rome. Because of that, Tolton was run out of town. He was relocated to Chicago in 1891. There, he opened St. Monica's Church in 1894 with donations from philanthropists. An article in the Chicago Tribune reported that it was the first church of the kind constructed in this state and probably the only Catholic church in the West that has been built by colored members of that faith for their own use. But three years after St. Monica's dedication, Tolton fell on the sidewalk on his way to the church on a hot July day. He suffered a heat stroke and soon died at the age of 43. More than a century after his death, the city's diocese sent two possible miracles attributed to Tolton to Rome for evaluation. If they're accepted, this former slave could someday be a saint. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Deneen Brown, who reported this story for the Washington Post. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod. The Washington Post has a new daily podcast, Post Reports, hosted by me, Martine Powers. Every weekday afternoon, we're bringing you stories about the state of the country, the world, and how we come to know the things we know. Get it now at WashingtonPost.com slash Post Reports.